This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com A number of years ago, I was married about a year, and I decided that I'm going to go with my wife to get a bracha from Rav Gamliel Rabinovich, who lives in Zichar Meisha. We're going to go over to him one night, randomly, during the week. We're living in Eretz Yisrael. Let's just take a night, go over to him, and let's get a bracha. So we go in together, and Rabbi Gamliel meets with us. And he sits down, and he realizes right away we're Americans. And he says to me, I have a question for you. Does your wife understand Yiddish? So I said, no, nah, not really. So he said, you know what, listen. He said, I have very important things that I want to tell you. I have some very important things that I want to tell you. And I want your wife to understand and to be very much on the same page. So every sentence that I tell you, or every concept that I tell you, please turn and, and make sure that she understands what I'm saying. So I said, okay. And we sat there. He had no idea who we were. We had no idea who he was. And he just started saying things. He started giving us advice. And I'm listening, and I'm turning to my wife, and I'm telling her, he's saying this, and she would say back, and I would say to her, you know, then he said this. And we're going back and forth for a few minutes. And then he he said something that as he started saying it, I realized that this piece of advice that he was telling us, and it was more of like a directive that he was giving us, was something which was clearly against something that Revelyashiv had said. Revelyashiv had said specifically one direction, and Revgamliel was giving us advice that was going in completely in the opposite direction. And as he said it, I must have made a face because he, he noticed and he said, he said, tell this to your wife. And, and I hesitated for a second. He said, tell it to your wife. She, she, she should hear what I just said. So I turned to my wife and I told her. And my wife also made like a certain face because it's, it's known that Rav Yashif says the complete opposite of what we were being told. And Rav Gamliel turns to us and he says, you don't agree with what I'm saying? You have to listen to every word that I just told you. You should go ahead and Hatzlach Rabbah. And that was the end of the meeting. And we walked out and we were just a newlywed couple, didn't know what to do. Rabbi Gamliel is telling us A, and we know clearly that Rabbi Yashar says B. So we were, we didn't know what to do. But, but who, who are we to go argue on Rabbi Gamliel Rabbanovich? So we did what I think most people would do is we went to our Rav and we said, sat down with our Rav and we said to him, we have a big problem here is that Rav Gamliel told us A and Rav Yasha says B and it's like, it's really clear everybody knows Rav Yasha says B but yet he told us really clearly and he, he didn't want to just rely on me or he didn't want just me to know this. He, he even said to me, tell this to your wife, make sure she's clear that she knows. So the Rav turned to us and he said, who, who am I? To go, to go disagreeing here between one Rav and another Rav, two G'daylim, who, who am I to, 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 to put my head between these mountains? Which, in and of itself, we could talk about that for hours. But he said, he said, you know what you have to do? You just have to go ask him. So I said, ask him. There's nothing to ask. It was very clear. He said, no, 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 no. I don't mean to go ask Rav Gamliel, because it's very clear what he wants you to do. You have to go ask him. You have to go ask Rav Eliashev. 
Ask Rav Eliashev, who, who, who am I? Like, what are you talking? Like, how am I supposed to go into Rav Eliashev? He said, you have to go into Rav Eliashev and ask Rav Eliashev if this thing that's known that he says, if you should follow his directive in this or if you should go along with Rav Gamliel. I said, okay, okay, fine. Now, I happen to live in Arze Habira and the building that I live was where, and he still lives there, Rav Yosef Efrati, Rav Eliashev's Gabai, his attendant, he, he lives he lives in that building. So I went downstairs and I knocked on his door. And I said to him, I, I have <laughs> I have a question to ask Rav Eliashev. Is there any possibility that you could get me a meeting with him? So he said, let me hear the question. So I told it over to him. And as soon as I asked the question, I realized how stupid I sounded. I said, you know, Rav Eliashev is known that he says this, but somebody is arguing on him and Rav Gamliel, and I, I was like muttering over my words. And he said, it, that's not even a question. It's very clear that Rav Yashiv disagrees with what he says. I said, I know, but the, the question is really weighing on me, and my Rav told me that I should ask it to Rav Yashiv because it was, it was, it's something which I don't know what to do. Should I do A or should I B? He said, yeah, but it's very clear that Rav Yashiv doesn't agree with this. I said, I know, but is there any way that you could possibly just, I just need to hear it from Rav Yashiv. It would really just make me settled a little bit. So he said, listen, now this is in about 2008, and Rav it was about four years before Rav passed away. He said, Rav is busy right now, only, only with Shailas of Pikuach Nefesh. Only with Shailas of Pikuach Nefesh. He said, most things that go into him are a very quick bracha v'atzacha. He said, what you're asking for here is, is, is like a meeting. He said, you know what? Come meet me by Mencha. And I'll drive you there, and I'll make a quick meeting, and I'll, I'll present the shayla for you. I said, okay, great. So I met him by Mincha in Arze Abir and he drives me to Rav Yashiv's house. We went up in Rav Yashiv's elevator, and we're standing in the room, and he says, I need to go in first, and then ask him some pikuach nefesh questions, and then they're going to call you in. So fine, about ten minutes later, they call me into the room, and Rav Yashiv is sitting there like this, and he has a Gemara between his arms that he's looking down at the Gemara. And as soon as I come in, he looks up for a second. And Rav Frati is sitting right next to him. And he says, this, this younger man has a, has a question. So Rav Yashiv listens and he says, you know, it's, it's, it's well known the Rav's position on, on a certain Indian. And, and this, this younger man went with his wife to a Mokobo. Rav Gamliel Rabinovich and Rav Gamliel told them, you know, that they should do B, even though it's known that the Rav says A. And the question is, you know, should they follow Rav Gamliel or should they go along with the Rav? And as he's asking the question, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly hoping to like sink into the floor because you're asking the Gadoladar, the, the Sarhatar, you're asking Rav Eliashev, can we disagree with you or is there a place to disagree with you or can you, can you validate your opinion? It was it was such an uncomfortable question, and what made it I, like harder was that as he's asking the question, Raviyashiv is just shaking his head no, and and I'm almost I'm thinking we're wasting your time, we're wasting my time. I'm I'm so sorry, and and Raviyashiv just waste like shaking his head no, and and I was like oh okay okay, like, that, that's it. Thank you so much for your time. That's it. And Rav Yashiv just like shakes his head no. And, okay, it's no. So then Rav Yashiv turns to Bifrati and he says to him, who did they go to? So he says, 
Rogamil Rabinovich, he lives in Zechon Moshe. And, and he just like shook his head, no, no. So he said, Rezeshe says, I, I don't understand. He, not looking at me directly, looking at Rabbi Frat, he says, this is what younger light are doing these days, this is what they're doing in their free time, they're, they're running to Mekubalim. And I was like, uh, I wish I could be anywhere other than standing right here right now. And, and Rafati says, you know, he's, he's a known Mukobal and, and people go to him. And Rafati, Rafati says, how, how old is he? He says, yeah, a younger, younger Mukobal, you know, compared to Rafati, it's like 50 years younger, 40 years younger. A younger Mukobal. And Rafati just shakes his head, no, like, no, 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 we, should, we shouldn't listen to this. And I was like, okay, you know, thank you very much. And, he like again. He said again to Rebbe like so. So so this is what the Olam is doing these days. Like instead of sitting in yeshiva and, and, and learning Gemara, they're they're running around for brachas. They're like during this man, they're they're not they're not sitting and learning. Like this is why they're coming from America to. And I was just like I was I was like okay, just let me out. I, I was so embarrassed just at the premise of everything that was happening. And and Befrati said, no, you know, he's, he's a known Mekobo. People people go to him for brachas. And Befrati, he just said, like, no, 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 no. Like, you shouldn't listen to this. So I started, like, backing out of the out of the room. And Befrati turned to Befrati and he says to him, tell me, tell me, tell me, who who is who is this? Who is this person that they're running to for brachas? So he says, his name is Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich, and he's a zon, he's a son of Rablevi Rabinovich. Now, Rablevi Rabinovich is a well-known Rav. He used to live in Bate Ungarn at the end of Meisharim. And that, when I was a Bachar, it happens to be that I used to dive in Yeshiva's Chlam Seifer in Bate Ungarn, and that was where Rablevi used to sit. So I knew who he was, but I had no idea who he was, really. Because Rabbi Yashar turns to Rabbi Frati and says, Azun from Rablevi Rabinovich? The son of Rablevi Rabinovich says something? What is like this greatest Kardashian? Whatever he says, 100% you should listen to. And I was like, what? Like, what is going on over here? So Rabbi Frati turns to me and he says, oh, what, whatever he said, you should listen to 100%. And I was totally stunned. Totally blown out of the water. The, the whole time... He's shaking his head, no. He's giving me like veiled musr, like, 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 what are you doing? You're running off to, to, to Mikubalim, like, you should be sitting and learning. And then in a heartbeat, he says, look, Vasarzak this Kaidish Kadashim. And to be honest, I don't remember if he said Vasarzak this Kaidish Kadashim, or if he just said, like, like, you have to do whatever he says, like, every word, don't, 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 don't deviate one word from what he said. I don't remember the exact Lushan. Because I was so stunned. He said, like, yeah, for sure. Like, no question, you should go ahead and do it. And this was against something that Rebbe Yashif was known to completely disagree with. And even the premise of asking the question, I was like, it was a, like a quasi like chutzpah to even ask the question of the Gadol Adar, like, you know, we know you say this, but are we really supposed to even follow this because I was told that? And, and he, he was like, no, no, no. And then at the last second, he just switches around. Yeah, for sure, do it. I was completely stunned. 
And I left, I left, I left the room. He gave me a bracha. He said, Hatzlacha Rabba, everything will work out. It's great. And you'll see Hatzlacha and all the things that you do. And that was it. I got my bracha and I left. And I was completely stunned. And I came home and I told my wife. And she was very surprised. And I told my Rav. And my Rav was like, wow, that's a, an amazing story. Now, aside for the story or aside for the, the things that happen or, or all the, the components of the story, which in and of itself are just mind-boggling, there's one element which, which over the years, this story has, has sort of crept up. You know, very often, you have a couple that they're sitting and they're, they're talking to each other. And I think we could all agree that, you know, regular day-to-day, you're at work, she's at work, everything's great. But it's those moments when you butt heads, when you disagree with the person, when they say A, and you're thinking B. And you're really convinced that B is the right thing. And it's those moments which we butt heads. And it might be on, on small things. You say, could you pick up my cleaners? And she forgets. And you wanted A and she didn't give you A. You got B. Or you didn't get anything. And you come home and you expect supper and there's no supper. Or maybe it's a wife who, who wants her husband to make more money. Or maybe it's her wife who wants her husband to give her a little bit more time. Whatever the case may be. We want A, or we're convinced that A is the way to go, and then we don't get that. And those reactions are usually where things go off. We don't get our needs met, and this is something that MarriagePro.co, we focus on this a lot. We don't get our needs met, and then we act out, and some what women need, what men need. But generally, that's what happens, is that something goes off, and then we get upset, and then we talk to the other person or the, just the way that we'll say to them, like, oh, here's the big, you know, like, we'll, we'll make a comment, or we'll roll our eyes. And this story is a story which often reinforces this idea. That you have the Gadol Hadar. Reb Eliashev was the Gadol Hadar, who, for him to even make time to sit and talk to me for those seven minutes was like the biggest thing in the world for, for me. But for him, like he's like, what? Like, you're wasting my time. Everybody knows this is not what I hold. But as soon as he heard, oh, he's a son of Rablidi Rabinovich? He's a Bar Hachi? He's somebody to take seriously? Then completely take him seriously. Even though it's not what I say. But if that's what he's telling you, then you should go along with him. Your wife, your husband, is the most important person in your world. If they say something, even if it's not what you say, even if it's not what you think, even if it's not what you need or feel or want, there's somebody to take seriously. There's somebody to respect. There's somebody that... To ridicule them, you have to be crazy. Once we could recognize that the Gadaladar who literally doesn't have two seconds for anything other than life or death is willing to make time for somebody who he doesn't know, who he'll never see again, and who's probably like on the lowest end of, of Kalal Yisrael as far as he's concerned. You do not bother me with life or death. You're not this big Rav Rosh Hashiva nothing. But okay, fine. I'll make a few minutes for you. And you're contradicting me? What I know? What you know that I say? Like, where are you coming from? 
And then as soon as he hears, but wait a minute, there's somebody who backs this up, or there's somebody who's giving directive, that's a little different. Kaidish Kadasha. Wait, you, you should listen to what he's saying. You should follow his word. And this is like in life. This is not like, what would you say, you know, with a, with a, with a twist? Are you allowed to twist something on Shabbos? Yeah, it's mutter. It's, we're not talking theoretical. This is the life. This is direct, direction in life. And Rav Yashif says, you, whatever he says, you should listen to. You know why? Because he's important. As soon as he establishes that the person who's saying this is important, then you should listen to them. Listen to what they're telling you. And in healthy couples and healthy relationships, we often lose sight of this fact. Your wife is important. Your husband is important. If they're voicing a need, a want, a desire, an opinion, a statement, then they are important. They're important enough to listen. And they're important enough that when they say something, you don't just ridicule them. You don't just write them off. You don't just shake your head and go, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? You ever hear couples, sometimes they're sitting together and a wife will say, what are you crazy? What are you insane? No, he's not, no, he's not insane. We don't talk about a, a husband or a wife. Are you insane? Are you crazy? That's not a way to speak. Because this person is the most important person in your life. And if you could recognize that, then all the little times that you disagree, you could disagree, but you won't get into a full-blown argument. You won't turn to the person in disdain and make a comment that you'll regret 10 minutes later. You won't think in your heart of hearts, what on earth is this person saying? Are they crazy? Because they disagreed with me? How dare they? And if you could get yourself there, then your marriage will be so much better. Because marriage is run on respect. And if you could learn to respect the other person, but real respect, not just like, yeah, we respect each other. When they're saying something that's against you, how you react, how you think of them, and yeah, how you sometimes allow yourself to say, whatever she's saying, listen to her. She is a smart lady. I don't know the answer. She does. You know why? Because she's my wife and I trust her. And when you could get there, your marriage is going to grow beyond your wildest dreams. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.